Hi, this is Molly Marion. Welcome to this special WSFI edition of the U.S. Grace Force, which is now in progress. And I was dumbfounded during that time because I felt like us as spiritual leaders should be the first to set the stage or to give the good example, right, of speaking the truth out in the open, going, no, 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 this is what God wants. It's like any good parent with a child, you know. They come home, they heard from a friend that this, that, and the parent would go, no, 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 no. It's this way instead. We need more voices like that that help us to understand that this isn't a new normal. And here, I'll end with this too, is I just, I get nauseous almost when I hear this, that we're in the post-Christian era. They want us to accept that too. That, oh, that was a nice thing while it lasted, but you know, and you see the tone of my voice too, because they're just, you know, just take it as it should be and, you know, just go ahead and move along. And Christianity, in other words, Christianity is the threat to the agenda of those who oppose God. And the stronger you are as a Christian or a Catholic, that the more dangerous you're considered. Uh, so, so, so because of that, a lot of the spiritual leaders are afraid because they don't want to be seen as dangerous. We want to be seen as the nice guy. and the, But no, it, the ones that are being attacked or persecuted the most, and now we're back to the canceled priest. And I think they're going to change. They're looking at changing that whole thing to persecuted priests. But anyways, um, what is the greatest sin or fault of most of these uh, canceled priests is that they said went no no like a good parent no 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 what you're hearing is not right this is what god wants and uh, it's outrageous that a lot of them were canceled because they were speaking the truth openly so i i, I guess that's what i'm saying is uh, this is an historic time and uh it, that everything that's being ushered in why because we're weak and we're silent and so it's easy for the devil and his minions, all, all those who are trying to um, get us to believe in this new normal, um, it's easy for them right now because we're weak and we're we're silent. So Dad? that's what I meant. Yeah. Dad, what would you? How do you respond to that? I agree with everything Father just said. <laughs> okay. No, Thank I do. You. Have I, a nice I, day. I, yeah, and, and I'm just I'm sitting in the front row cheering him on. That's all I'm doing here. Right <laughs> Whatever. No, I I agree with them. I think we we are. It's a very historic time that we're in right now. And you know, you, you know, we hear about well, the church has always gone through struggles. This is always you know we're going to have the good, the bad, this and that. Look, evil's always been since the fall. Yes. But we've never had the technology that we've had now. Right. We've never had the speed with which this information can be spread. Right. You know, I mean, there's reports out there with AI now, artificial intelligence growing so rapidly that they're even saying, well, they're going to have a mass, to, you know, um, increase of misinformation, disinformation due to AI. It's like, well, we've already been dealing with that. It's only going to be on steroids now with the technology growing as quick as it is. Right. It's moving faster than anybody can realize, which means that our job as Christians is to move as incredibly fast as we can, being right. deeply faithful, prayerful, but also, you know, we are called to use the technology of our time. We're called to use the social media. We're called to do these things, to engage with what we have at our hands, our disposal, in order to get this message out and combat what the enemy's doing. And this is something people have to realize is the enemy is relentless 
in its in his the, the demons efforts and people that will cooperate to destroy our souls we have to be far more relentless and immovable when it comes to the truth and right. our dedication really has to deepen and I, I just I don't like the attitude that's out there and I know some people will say well we don't want to get too worked up because we know who wins in the end yeah and you know what I've never go shopping and golfing exactly let's go shopping <laughs> and golfing now because we know who wins anyway let's just do right. our thing and we're good and I say you know what I've never doubted that but you know we just we're, we're kind of talking a lot in, in the last couple of weeks about this new movie that came out the sound of freedom and the sound of freedom is about human trafficking specifically children and they were aiming to get two million people there the first week and the reason is because that's the approximate number of how many young people how many children are drawn into human trafficking every year so we've got over two million or estimated two million a year an estimated 40 plus million that are currently at any given moment involved in some sort of human trafficking or slavery around the world most of it is sex trafficking these are the numbers I don't think any of those people involved in sex trafficking are thinking, any of those victims are thinking, well, we know who wins in the end, therefore don't work hard to free me from this horrific world. Right. So this idea that, you know, when it comes to dissemination of lies and our responsibility to get out there with the truth so that we can try to avert as much suffering as possible so we can reduce and minimize suffering that's why we started the BR Coalition, was to help people be better prepared spiritually and physically to avert suffering, to reduce suffering, which is our job as Christians. So anyway, I, I just, I'll stop with this, pass it back, but I just think that the idea that we don't have to really be on fire in these times, I agree with Father, these are historic times for many reasons, and we have a responsibility to be relentless, to be immovable, to be dedicated, to be compassionate, to be merciful, to be charitable, but to be on fire, to get out there and really, you know, let's kick some doors in and let's get in there and start getting that truth out there in those dark corners of the world. Right. You know, Doug, you mentioned the Battle Ready Coalition. That's brcoalition.com for anyone who's listening, brcoalition.com. I thought of that when I was reading Father Heilman's email because Mother Angelica for today in her perpetual calendar mentioned that, um, you know, how much we need to provide support for one another and encourage one another and feel safe with one another. And I think the other reason why people don't do anything is because they're afraid. Yes. Because they're, and there's a whole narrative out there to make us afraid. I mean, you're afraid of government law enforcement now and the DOJ right. and the Biden administration. Oh. But your group, you allow an opportunity for people to network across the world, not just across the country. Exactly. And, and, you know, and I, we have with our BR Coalition, people can sign up at brcoalition.com and whether they, whether they buy the one-time course, the emergency preparedness course, which covers physical and spiritual, or whether they do the monthly training and we have a package deal coming up that's going to bundle it together. But very soon we'll be announcing that. Good. It allows people to interact. We do two lives a month where people are interacting from Canada to Australia, to Austria, to Sweden, um, uh, we see um, Ireland, uh, Scotland, all over the United States. Um, we've had people all over the place. They share, they, they communicate with each other. And one thing we have found, the number one response is people are looking for community. They're looking for the support structure that you find in a good, holy community of people that take it seriously. And this is, again, a responsibility that we all have to be part of. All of our homes are supposed to be communities. 
You know, a parish is supposed to be a community. But we do have a global aspect to this too, as Christian brothers and sisters all over the world, especially as Catholics, we share in the Eucharist, in the Rosary. We don't even have to speak the same language and we understand these pieces of our faith. This community is phenomenal. We and need it, to be deeply involved in it. So the BR Coalition, again, thanks for bringing that up. BRCoalition.com is a great way to help build and encourage that and help people who feel alone have a better idea of what they can do spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and physically, tangibly to be prepared, especially when our world is really just, it's just, it's getting out of hand in so many ways and not, not a doom and gloomer here, but I'm a very practical realist when it comes to this stuff. And I just think if we look at enough of the signs of the times, we realize that we are not going to get out of this without some kind of divine intervention. And we want to be on the side that's ready to assist when God calls us right. to engage. To I've gotten more uh, interested in this, because uh, mainly because you, Doug. I'm actually going to be speaking at uh, Charlie Johnson's uh, Korak on uh, uh, July 22nd in Lone Rock, nice. Wisconsin. Nice. Uh, but, but the whole topic, and I think you probably inspired it is going to be all about what you just said right there the whole day is going to be about being ready you know get ready good, and because i think people are in that mode and again i think it's because we're in historic times right now and so a lot of people are asking what are we supposed to do what are we supposed to do what are, you, you feel like you're almost you're helpless here and then that can lead to hopelessness and despair uh in fact um now that triggered another thought that i had is we have the 54-day Rosary Novena that we do annually, and, and we have a, a, close to 100,000 people that participate in this. Wow. It's August 15th. You can go to usgraceforce.com and find out information about it. But please, please, please join us. But what's the theme? It's hope. It's hope. And and, and I I want to use the scripture passage, too, to, to throughout this thing. But I love the one. I, I'm an eagle fanatic i love, love eagles in fact when an eagle when i'm driving down the road and i see an eagle i'm going oh god's you know trying to tell me something i always take it as a god incident <laughs> but that's how profound i love eagles but that that beautiful passage i think it's isaiah 40 um i think it's uh, isaiah 40 uh, uh chapter thir um, or uh, verse 31 but uh, uh those who hope in the lord okay will renew their strength right and they will set their wings to soar like eagles. Um, and that's what we need to be doing right now is hope, hope, hope. And so that's that's gotta be the message, but also the belief in the supernatural power of God. They'll renew their strength because sure, God wins in the end, but God has this design that we do something about it. And you, you talked about it too, Doug, about look at the collateral damage. Can I go shopping yeah. and golfing? while kids are being sex trafficked, for instance, you know, uh, or sending a little uh, eight-year-old to the doctor to get, uh, you know, sex changer, uh, or babies being uh, murdered in the womb. I mean, all this, you know, can we sit by and just go, oh, God's got it in the end. No, we got to do something. And, and that first something is belief in the supernatural power of God. Then we pray. But when you pray with belief, and that's when miracles happens, right? I always, I always like to tell the story, and people who listen to me talk know I've told this a million times. But, but Jesus, whenever he was asked for a miracle, can you heal me? They say, "Do you believe I can do this?" And then they'd say, "Yes, Lord." And then he'd heal them. And then he'd say, "It was because of your faith that you were healed." See, it's a component that that needs to be in there. You've got to believe there's a God. He's the God of miracles. Miracles weren't just 
when Jesus and the apostles were around, they're happening all the time throughout salvation history for those who believe. And, and that gets, again, to hope. I, I hope and I believe that you are the God and you're the God of miracles. Yes, Jesus, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. You know, if there's anything in there that's missing. But so we got we to gotta start with prayer, but we don't end with prayer. Because prayer is a calling out to God, and then and then that perfect dad is like a dad going, okay, okay, now I'm hearing you. Because that's why, too, you want to add some mortification, whatever it is. Fasting is the classes, classic way to do it. But but you're 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 that's when you you're in begging mode, because see God, I'm not just you know throwing up a prayer like I'm putting you know a quarter in the in the candy machine. You know, uh, no, I I. I'm serious about this, you know, and, and please, please, please see, I'm not going to, I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch today because that's how serious I am. So, so we got to pray and we got to believe. Okay. And we got to hope, um, but that it doesn't end there. Then we got to ask God, God, give me that Holy spirit in, um, inspiration so that I can speak your truth and help other people who are being easily indoctrinated in this historic time. Uh, the internet, all the ways people are being, you know, indoctrinated in a second because it's just coming at them from every direction with the internet and everything. So um, so let's join together, okay? We gotta get strong in that, that faith and we gotta get united. You know, strength and unity is so important during this time. But, and, and we're gonna talk about this, uh, I know coming up shortly too about but how do we talk uh, about it? You know, that's uh, that's something I think we we got to get into, right? Yes. Well, Doug, maybe we can just segue into that right now. So one is we know that we have to stand up against it, but what's the best way to do that? And what are some ways that maybe we should stay away from? I think the best way is to be angry, sarcastic, and bitter, and then tell everybody around the world how angry, sarcastic, and bitter we are. And call each other names. And call each other names too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Critical spirit. Because that always that always works. Anybody married longer than a week knows that works in a marriage. Yeah. And it's right uh, there in the Bible to call each other names. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um I forget which gospel it is. Um, uh, yeah. Mock, ridicule, tear down yeah. people's dignity. Yeah. yeah. That's in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I tell you, this is, you know, we just did a podcast on this, Angela, on our latest U.S. Grace Force podcast, addressing the bashing, the name yeah. calling, the detraction, the calumny, the, the, this, this kind of vitriol, this rage that seems to be coming out of people, even Catholics, good Catholics. And, right. you know, look, we got nothing against, you know, and I'm speaking for Father because we, we had a whole program on this about, you know, calling out a problem but doing it justly and doing it with charity doing it with love it's it's one thing to point out here's a spiritual leader and this is what they've done this is what they said publicly it's wrong and here's why and we're going to address it and look at it okay fine there can be something very good and noble and honorable about doing that because you're bringing truth to light but when we do it with an axe to grind with a personal sort of you know, poking you in the chest sort of thing and name calling and put downs, sarcasm. I mean, the word sarcasm, we looked this up for our podcast, goes back to the Greek in the 1500s and even goes back to another word that has to do with tearing. But sarcasm comes from the Greek, I think it's sarkasos, or forgive me for my terrible Greek pronunciation there. But it means to literally tear the flesh from, 
Yeah. And and how do we as Catholics, Christians of any denomination, feel that it's good to be sarcastic in a way that's demeaning and belittling when we're addressing something, maybe even a heretical teaching? It's one thing to say these people are cooperating with heresy, they're speaking heresy, uh, whatever that situation may be, and you know it's wrong, and here's why. Because the church teaches this, and this is what we need to focus on, and this is what's right, this is how we should address it. But we still need to remember that any human being that's doing this is ultimately a child of God and needs conversion, as we all do to some degree, and we want to be praying for that conversion while calling out something that might be unjust, but doing it in a way that actually helps the conversion take place. You know, it's one thing, someone goes after somebody and does it with a lot of name calling and finger pointing and, and sarcasm and, 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 and rage, and that can make it much harder for that person to turn around and realize, yeah, maybe what I'm doing is wrong. I should probably take another look at this. Because people are coming at him with, with you know, snarling teeth at times. And one last thought on this, and then I'll pass it. And that is the crowd. When I go to places and I hear and see, and I've been all over the country for years, and I've been hearing this sort of thing happening for years, and if I've ever been part of it, I, I sincerely apologize. But when I see someone speak in a way that has a tone of mockery or sarcasm or name calling and the crowd begins to cheer it, they cheer it on almost. I, I kind of relate that to like the bloodlust in a way, not exactly, but in a way of a boxing ring when one boxer hits the other in such a way that just knocks them cold right there and they hit the mat and the crowd cheers that because they want to see the opponent they want to see the person they don't like go down hard. And I understand when people are upset about spiritual leaders, I don't care, bishops, rabbis, evangelical ministers, whoever, I understand when they're upset about even other Catholic laymen like myself who are out there speaking, you're upset about something that's being said that's heretical and wrong, but to cheer the fall, to, to cheer the, cr the crushing of that person, there's something about that that is very far from even, let's say, the Beatitudes. I'm thinking of the seventh beatitude where our Lord says, blessed are the peacemakers. They're called children of God. I don't see a footnote in there. So get sarcastic, tear them down, attack their dignity. It's just not in there. And I, I, I know Jesus has his just anger moment, but the just anger has nothing to do necessarily with attacking the dignity of the individual. And in, in some way, cheer, getting the crowd all, all worked up in a frenzy of excitement over it. That's yeah, my take I on it. I, I was thinking that's excellent, Doug. Excuse me, but um, I um, I was thinking as I was listening to that is uh, how you'll see something a teaching or that seems like it's wrong or heretical, and you you all of a sudden you'll hear from some sources on the internet, oh what a heretic, oh, uh, but you know I, I I quickly push that one aside. And instead, I go to somebody who tried their best to kind of break it all down mm. and help us understand clearly right. what's going on here. I want that. I want the truth. I don't want, you know, the the, the bashing and the name calling and what a heretic and blah, 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 you know, and, and I, I, you, Frankie, you get sick of that. I get nauseous with it because, you know what it does? It really, it, it, it tears at our image as Catholic Christians, because what you're doing is, is you're actually giving the enemy a reason to accuse us and, and to lump us all together. 
into that kind of, you know, ranting and raving, heretic and uh, no, let's let's look at it with uh, dignity. Uh, let's look at it intellectually. Let's look at it as spiritually. Let's let's break it all down and let's let's get as close as we can to the truth. And and then when you present that to someone who is participating in heresy, it's hard for them to deny that, right? Yeah, I mean, you've 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 opened it up. You've clarified. Versus if you just call them a heretic, that they can just push you aside, right? You get yeah. mar- they want they want so much to marginalize us, right? That's Saul Linsky's. I think it's his twelfth uh, rule of rules for radical, the twelfth one. You know, pick the target, freeze it, and polarize it, right? Push it aside, get, so it, it it doesn't have any impact, any effect, right? And that's what happens when we start going. You know, and, and I'll end with this, but. Uh, there's a phrase I, I don't know if I invented or heard it at one point, but it's it, it, we're not to win the argument, we're to win the soul, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what happens, Doug. What because you, you use that excellent analogy, you know, like a, you're in the ring and everybody's cheering. It's about winning and you know, winning the argument rather mm-hmm. than you know, look, we're better, you know. No, no, let's let's get the truth out and let's get clarity and let's all understand better that, yeah, that was heresy, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Fulton, Fulton no. Sheen was just an expert at that, wasn't he? Fulton mm. Sheen, I don't know if you've oh, read yes. his writings. He was so perfect at getting right to the heart of things in such yeah, a logical clarity. way. The clarity. So it would be yeah. an, inarguable, like communism, atheism, yep. all relativism. So, Father, you gave a a couple examples. You used some terms. One was calumny, and the other was detraction. What's what are they, and what's the difference? Do I take that, Doug? You want me to take it? Uh, No, you jump on it, Father. Yeah, I know we. Yeah, so so those are two ways of trying basically to destroy a a person's reputation. So calumny actually, um, you you actually find things that the person has, um, or you make up things basically. So. And I think I got the definition right in front of you. You make up stuff to try to destroy their reputation. So uh, it's false and defamatory statements about someone in order to damage their reputation or slander them. That's calumny. Now, detraction is is trying to actually find little things uh, that are false and putting like a spotlight on those to try to damage their rec- reputation. So here's the definition. A malicious discrediting of one's someone's character accomplishments etc as by revealing hidden faults or by slander so you kind of focus on that i i know people in my life where they're kind of building their case with little things okay to try to to try to try to put the whole package together of look he's blah blah you know uh we we, we can do that with people we we object to and uh, and that's not what we're called to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus modeled. He, we always remember remind people, Jesus was sinless. Okay, so so when he what he modeled was not sin, right? So and I always say Jesus turned to the spiritual leaders of his time and said, "You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell?" Wow. Okay. Now that's righteous anger. Okay. But did did he go? 
hey, Bob Smith, you, you know what I'm saying? He didn't single out anyone, but he said, there's a problem here, and I'm, I'm not happy about it, and it has to do with the collection of the spiritual leaders of our time, Jesus said, okay? And he wanted to be clear, and this is one, too. I always, uh, I love parents who are strict with their kids, you know, not abusive, okay? That's a line that you don't cross, but strict, and you're clear, and you go, no, no, to the to your child, so that they're clear. They're, there's no doubt about it that this is wrong. What they're acting, what they're doing. That's what Jesus was doing in that moment. He was, he was, he was like that. Uh, the analogy of a of a perfect parent that that says no, and, and they're loud and they're boisterous because this is serious. Okay, and I want you to be clear that this is serious. That's what Jesus was modeling. But he didn't destroy an individual's reputation by doing that. Does that make sense? Yes, Doug. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to add to that, too, is in, in just let's just look at human nature for a moment. You know, I always say that human nature is very much like water going downhill. It will always seek the path of least resistance. And when people who are in some position of authority, um, it could be a pastor at the pulpit. It could be a, a layman, preacher, speaker, someone, um, any denomination doesn't matter. And they speak with a certain tone that it has a critical, demeaning attitude to it like father just described name calling calling someone out by name and pointing fingers at him then you bring sarcasm into it again very separate from we know what what mccarrick did for example all right um it was criminal it was it was terrible okay those facts came out they were revealed it was it was brought up even in the court of law um but i still would not refer to him as that dirtbag mccarrick like i'm st i'm not still not going to go there because there's something that demeans the dignity of him still being a child of God. Look, I know that's hard for people to swallow sometimes because they're just angry about this stuff, and I get that. Trust me, I am the guy, well, I won't even tell you how I feel about certain crimes in this world and what I would rather do, but I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about that. Because I know charity must rise above all of that. But I will say this, if I'm sitting in a crowd and I hear someone talk in a certain way, and my human nature just wants it easy, and I see them in some sort of authority, talking harsh or negative sarcastic not breaking down a problem like father said here's what the problem is with this here's the truth of the matter here's what we need to be thinking about here's how we don't fall into this problem here's how we preserve generations to come from this problem and this person is in error here based on this truth that is helpful there's productiveness there there's fruit that can come from that but my human nature wants to see somebody up there going and this person is bad because of this and they're th i'm going to sit there very easily starting to accept that it's okay for me to go there then and that's never good so when i'm sitting around the kitchen table talking to my kids or my grandkids how do i elevate a conversation when they have to deal with the day-to-day -day problems and the people in their lives so i can help them find an actionable charity that has to be lived as we deal with problems and this is something that is it's a thread that runs through every relationship on some level we have to strive for the higher road you know we put the podcast out just yesterday and already a lot of reviews and a lot of comments and i was shocked well maybe not so much shocked some people are criticizing father and me for going timid for saying <laughs> that in effect i guess we're i don't know maybe cowardly in their eyes because we don't think that it's right 
to fall into calumny and detraction. Right. To and destroy someone's reputation. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to destroy people's reputations. We want to yeah. help people find a path to conversion is what we want. Right. Well, I think also in spiritual terms, you mentioned calumny is revealing the hidden faults of someone. Now, if you ruin that That's person, detraction, that one. Detraction, yeah. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Yes, detraction, I apologize, yeah. yes. So we, we hear all the time, well, it's true, like Catholics are allowed to say it because it's true. And what this is saying is no, even if it is true, maybe especially if it's true, you don't have the right to take someone's reputation. Otherwise, you're responsible for all of the good works that person could have done if his right. reputation wasn't taken from him. So right. you look at it from that spiritual side, and that's a heavy weight when you meet Jesus. Right. How are you oh, going to atone for all the good works that person could have done if you didn't, if you didn't do that? Yeah, and can you imagine how many times if we went back and looked at the lives of great Christians, even the saints, now that they're canonized, we just chalk it up as the canonized category, so everything's good now. But how many people out there have been to confession, and I say this in talks all the time, we've been to confession for the same sin over and over and over and over again. If you look at anybody out there who's doing great, great work in the church, and if a priest revealed their sin that they've been struggling with over and over and over, yes. or any sin at all for that matter, how the crowd might now look at the great works that they have been doing for so long and discount them now. Basically, easily, from human nature, we'll do this very easily. We can start looking and going, oh, wow, great work. Yeah, but you know what? You know who we do forgive sometimes, though? Our movie stars and athletes, <laughs> because we love the entertainment part. You know, so we're willing to forgive that they did this, that or the other thing. And I'm not even going to name anybody, but it baffles me sometimes. And then a good priest might have fallen in a certain way and he's completely thrown under the bus. And someone decided to make that sin public and go after him. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done it, but we don't know if he or this woman or this other man is trying. What if they're trying so hard to overcome the sin? They're fighting like crazy. They're in the trenches working hard and someone decides to expose the sin or maybe even twist it a little bit for some, I don't know, journalistic excitement and shock treatment. And pretty soon we completely discount that person and the work that they've been doing now. That's why the seal of the confessional is so important. That's why we also as individuals need to respect other people's struggles, pray for them, help them. If it's a criminal act, of course you call it out. But even good journalists, and we all know good Catholic journalists out there who address things very appropriately, they state the fact, they express why it's wrong, but they don't get into the name calling, they don't get down into the gutter of, of letting sarcasm and these things come out. Now, Father and I knew when we talked about doing this podcast um, a couple days ago, we, we knew that this might upset even some people that you know we, we each know, but we thought we wanted to do this out of charity to try to help Catholics out there because there is a trend going on and has been for a while because of the confusion of a lot of our spiritual leaders out there. Individual people are kind of taking it upon themselves to decide who's legitimate and who isn't and they're writing about it and they're posting about it. And that could be very, very dangerous. Like you said, Angela, when we stand before Jesus, we have to give an account, not just for what we've said, but even how we've said it. And I want to be able to say to God, please forgive me for the times I have been off the mark or I have been rude or disrespectful, but I want to be able to have him say to me, okay, you called things out and you did it with charity. And from that, we found something efficacious and fruitful. 
But, you know, we, we've just all got to, I think, hopefully consider this a little more deeply because this is getting pretty bad when I'm at a, some conference or some parish mission somewhere and I hear a speaker speak and it's derogatory and negative and I hear the crowd cheer or applaud. I just think, wow, wh where are we going? Where are we going? This is, we're attacking each other from within. And we're not remembering that the ultimate enemy is the spiritual enemy, the principalities of darkness that are trying to get us all in this division, which is why I love Father is constantly, not trying to flatter him here, but I've only known this priest to be the priest to unite, build up, and not in a weak, cowardly way. He will call out the problem, but he has always said to me, and we've always been on the same page with our podcast, let's do our very best not to, not to point people out by name, not to and to make sure that we're not in any way disparaging their dignity as a child of God. Yeah, you know we all know the term uh, martyr, right? And but there are different kinds. Uh, there's a red where a person actually sacrifices their life; they, they give their blood, and yeah. and they do they heroically do that for a greater good for the will of God. But there's also a term called white martyrdom. And white is actually, okay, I didn't physically die, but maybe I'm suffering that in such a way that, and, and it, the suffering can be in other, other ways, but the classic way is that somebody <clears throat> kills off their ability to be a minister, a prophet, to, 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 to and you named that earlier, Doug, uh, that the, the, their ability to do what they mm. were created to do. Yeah. Good and works. so we, we got to be careful that we're not causing the white martyrdom of those around us so that they are not able to do and use all the gifts that God has given them to build the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 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 We, we, we Think of the great, think of St. Paul. I mean, the great saints, you know, who led very horrible lives and could very easily have been just thrown under the bus terribly especially with the media that we have today and some of it is merciless even within some of our catholic circles some are just merciless i think and it's it's scary to see it happening sometimes yeah saint francis de sales i think was the one who wrote the first book he was saying it's a sin of murder i guess when you're ruining right. someone's reputation or name and plus yes. we don't know what that person has been had to deal with what they're mm. fighting and right. to have the tendency but that's a great example that you just gave doug i'm going to remember that you said about St. Paul, his background, St. Augustine and his background, you go through oh. the list of people who did horrible things. Yeah. And if that's, right. if we lock them into that sin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What are we going to You know, lose? one of the things that, it, it, and Father and I brought this up on the podcast, is something that's kind of really kind of gets at me a little bit is that attitude that people have when they hear or see something, whether it's a, a heretical thing or just a personal thing. Somebody hurts them in some way and they say, oh, you know what they meant. Oh, you know, I know what they meant. And oftentimes we have no clue. We don't know what's going on inside their heart. We, we can't fall into that judgment. You know, there is that about, you know, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We're setting up, if you will, in that, in the Our Father, how we want God to forgive us. Right. Are we forgiving others or are we judging others thinking, oh, I know what they're doing. I know what they meant by that. We right. don't know what's going on in their lives. Things may look a little obvious at times, I understand that, but there are a lot of times when someone hurts us, instead of saying, I know, how about we say, because I don't know, Lord, I recommend them to you and I leave it to you. 
No. There's a, a really powerful story of a man, and he had, I think, three or four small children, like six years old and younger, riding on a bus home one day, and there's a, there's a lady sitting across the aisle. The kids were getting very rambunctious and kind of out of control, and the man just sat there staring forward, just wasn't doing anything to discipline the kids. And after several blocks or riding for several minutes, the woman turns to the man, very upset with him, and says, sir, your children are out of hand. You need to do something to get them under control. This is just out of control. This is wrong. And he said, you're right, ma'am. I'm very, very sorry. We just left the hospital. Their mother just passed away, my wife. And we're all just kind of stunned by what happened. I'm very sorry. I'll try to take care of this. And the wow. woman was devastated because she had no clue the man just went through the death of his wife. Now that's an extreme example, but it does happen. We don't know when someone cuts us off on the road. Maybe they're trying to get to the hospital. Maybe they're trying to get to the restroom. We just don't even know. So instead of right away saying, hey, you're a jerk for driving that way. How about we just say, okay, let's hope we just avoided an accident, say a prayer and hope that God's grace touches them somehow so they don't drive recklessly because we don't know most of the time what's going on in people's hearts and minds and souls and what they have to deal with. Now that doesn't excuse everything, but it can explain at least and help us not get bent out of shape over this stuff and fall into really unfair judgment oftentimes. I know I've done that and I, I don't wanna do that. And I, I'm hoping we can all think about that. I always try to teach and, and live by myself what I call the God filter. And that's just, you know, when you're about to make a decision, when you're about to speak, put it through the God filter. And one of the significant parts of the God filter is the, the, the scripture passage, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And in other yeah. words, okay, I'm about to do this. How would it feel if I was receiving that, you know? And so sh should I do that? And I think it's just a great way for us to, to kind of stop, <clears throat> think about it, and speak in with all due charity and that that makes me think of my beloved bishop morlino here's his zucchetta right there the staff after he died gave it to me as a gift Aww. and yeah and uh because he uh he believed i was his spiritual son that's how close him and i were but um but he would say the truth with love he never said but but he practically begged the, his priests to speak openly the truth because you know you were just seeing the collapse of the culture and the the wolves devouring our loved ones mm -hmm. and by devouring i mean indoctrinating them into accepting as a new normal that which betrays god so we got to speak the truth he begged his priests to, to speak and it's not easy because once you do then you're dangerous because you're actually, you know, firing bullets from this mouth of yours, right? Um, that that hurt their agenda to change the mind of people away from the will of God and into whatever you want to call their new religion or, you know, uh, their new dogma that absolutely betrays the will of God. So so we got to get the truth out there, but but how do we do it? Do it in such a way that is noble and intellectual and actually can affect change instead of just trying to win the ar argument and be superior to another person. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm chuckling at what you said about people thinking that either one of you are getting soft. Yeah. That will never happen. I don't think that would ever happen. I mean, right. I think you go after the ideology 
but I never like LGBTQ. I've never heard you go after a person right. that was LGBT, right. but I've heard you go after the ideology and yeah, fight that. because it betrays closet. God. Because it yeah. betrays God, and then you go through why, exactly. So I don't yeah. think people have to worry about that. I would cross that off the list of uh, top 10 concerns. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I got to tell you a quick story about being dangerous. I, I don't think I told it here, but um, I, 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 there was a pro-life gathering at a, a church, and the, the the those who opposed you know that got on social media, and they singled me out, and they said he's very dangerous. Okay, and so they came and did a, a protest rally in front of the church because they said. Father Rick Heilman is very dangerous. So anyways, I, I pull up to this event in, in the parking lot and there's a police car. And I pull up to the police car and I roll the window down and he turns to me and, and I said, uh, I don't know if you heard about this because they brought extra police because they were saying the dangerous thing. I said, I don't know if you heard about that uh, officer, but uh, I'm the dangerous guy. And he turned to me and went, oh, you're the very, you're the very dangerous guy, are you? <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you brought your weapon. Did you bring your yeah. weapon, Father? Your spiritual weapon? Your spiritual oh, combat sure. Resume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but um, I, it was just a funny story to just say that you're if dangerous. you speak openly the truth with the greatest love, that's actually even more dangerous for the yeah. devil, you know? Yeah. Because if you're doing it to win an argument, he's, you know, they can easily dismiss you, okay? But but no, if you're if you're doing it with the best strategy you can di do to to uh, to change their minds to help them to get back in the will of God, then you're dangerous. You're very dangerous. Yeah, right? you just plucked a yeah. soul from Satan's fist. So, yeah. Father, we're out of time. I think. Would you like to give us your blessing before we hang up? Before we leave? Sure. Heavenly Father, we ask you to pour out your blessing. We need a revival in the land, and give us the heart of a child, that, that innocent and trusting heart of a child, so that we might do your will and do it readily. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. May he bless you as well, Father. Thank you. We love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Bye-bye.